Welcome to Paychecks Thrive, a business podcast where you'll hear timely insights to help you navigate marketplace dynamics and propel your business forward. Here's your host, Gene Marks. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Paychecks Thrive. My name is Gene Marks, and I'm here with Congressman Ben Klein. Uh, Congressman Klein is a U.S. representative for Virginia's 6th Congressional District. Uh, Congressman Klein has been serving the district since 2019. He is a member of the Republican Party, and may I just say thank you so much for joining Hey, great to be with you. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you're here. Uh, you know, we, we like to have people on both, you know, in government and, you know, in, in Congress and people that impact small businesses, you know. And, and as I said to you before we actually started recording, Congressman, you know, this is a, uh, a podcast and a video that's watched by business owners, employer-owned businesses as well. You have recently, you know, introduced, you know, legislation in the House. It's called the sm- – I'm going to try and get this right, all right? The Small Business Regulatory Flexibility Improvement Act, correct? And I want right. to uh, hear from you, you know, what this entails and why you introduced it and why you think it would benefit small businesses. So uh, the floor is yours. My district is uh, full of small businesses and – it stretches from Roanoke in the south to uh, Front Royal in the north, and in between are cities ranging in size from small towns and villages uh, of of a thousand to you know fifty thousand, uh, sixty thousand strong cities. And um, the small businesses that I talk to, you know, I visit on a regular basis, uh, traveling up and down, touring factories, but also uh, talking to services and, and um, healthcare industry folks, um, you name it, I've, I've toured it. But to try and understand what their greatest challenges are in this environment, and it's a very dicey environment for small businesses. You know, they've just come out of COVID, uh, a lot of fragility in the markets, uh, uncertainty moving forward. And often it's the smallest thing that can really knock you off course when you're just trying to scrape by and get back on track. Um, you got supply chain issues, you know, it, it's, it's uh, across the board. So when the federal government comes in and wants to promulgate a regulation, often that can be not just a small wind to knock you off your course, but a, a gale force wind or a hurricane. And so, any time that we can uh, put in the minds of these regulators that they need to be more considerate of not just business, but small business, uh, because a lot of them are just uh, operating with that. The past couple of years, a lot of my small business owners have been uh, just reinvesting every cent of revenue and not, um, not getting a paycheck themselves. So, Congressman, so um, the bill does say that it's, it's requiring agencies to adequately analyze their proposed rules, whatever rules they're going to do, uh, for their potential impact on small businesses. You know, and I was wondering if you can be like a little bit more like specific. There, there must have been some case, some constituents, some local businesses that were impacted by this that that drove you to write this legislation. You know, and and I'm wondering if you can be like, yeah. Here's a situation where this would would this would apply. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And and I've got um, some small businesses owned in my hometown of of Lexington uh, by some former high school classmates selling outdoor gear, for example. And that's 
it, it really comes down to um, OSHA EPA style regulations that are coming down the pike. A lot of them are related to environmental regulations and uh, that the uh, current administration is weaving environmental regulations into just about everything and to just about every aspect of the economy. And um, so a lot of small businesses that haven't had to uh, really adjust to these regulations are, are starting to ha be notified that they're going to be uh, required to be in compliance with certain certain requirements. So so I've been included on some chats, if you will, where uh, there's a lot of confusion and they're not feeling like they're being helped through the process. They're really just being dictated to and told when the deadlines are and told they better comply or they're going to be in trouble and it's going to the fines are going to be exorbitant. So uh, I'm trying to help these small businesses uh, and this legislation would really take the place of of me helping them in 434 other U.S. House districts so that every small business across the country can get the same kind of assistance that I'm providing my small businesses here in my district. And where would you, if there was a problem, you know what this reminds me of? It reminds me of like the, um, um, like the, like the, the kid or the teenager that's like selling baking cookies and selling it out of their home. And then there's like a SWAT team of government officials that come and shuts them down because the, so it seems like legislation that can help those types of entrepreneurs as well, you know, in addition to other small businesses. Where, you know, when two, two parts of this question there. So first of all, where does this legislation stand? I mean, it, it seems like a no brainer and something that I'm assuming is going to you know, move forward at some point. But I'd love to hear what you think the prospects of this becoming law. And then assuming it does become law, where would a business owner go? Say they do have that problem. Um, you know, what, where would they go for help to say like, hey, this has not been you know, addressed? So there are two laws already on the books that are designed to kind of get where we want to go, but they're vague and the definitions aren't updated. The Regulatory Flexibility Act of 1980, 1980 was a long time ago, and the Small Business Regulatory Enforcement Fairness Act of 1996, also a long time ago, but, uh, you know, pre-internet pretty much. And uh, so mm. adjusting the regulatory framework to meet the needs of these small businesses is what it's all about. Not just moving, looking back at current regulations, but moving forward, it would require agencies to bring in small businesses at the beginning of the process. And so help them to be part of promulgating regulations from the very beginning so that they're not overlooked. And then you have to come back in after the fact to try and fit a square peg in a round hole. Uh, so the bill has been introduced. It is currently in the small business committee. Uh, the chair of that committee is Congresswoman Nydia Velasquez. And uh, I've spoken with her about some of my uh, legislative initiatives. And, and this is at the top of my list of priorities. So it's my hope that if there is a, a rush to the doors at the end of this Congress uh, and there's a lame duck session, that non-controversial legislation like this can be moved and uh, the Senate will, will do the same thing. The, in spite of all of the partisan politics that goes on, um, there's an undercurrent of cooperation around non-controversial legislation. I've enacted 
bills related to small business bankruptcies and small businesses, uh, veteran-owned businesses, veteran finances. So these types of conversations are happening uh, all the time, and you know you just have to be able to compartmentalize uh, the. You see them uh, and work with them on something one day, and then they go off onto cable news and say something um, incendiary that gets you upset the next day. So hopefully we can come to an agreement on this important legislation and we can see it passed before the session ends uh, in December. And then we have to start all over again, introduce it again in January. But but that's OK. If that's what happens, uh, it won't slow, it won't slow us down very much. I find um, legislation like this, you're, you're absolutely right, to be more fast track. It's funny with all the partisanship that there is in Washington and all the stuff that we see in the media, uh, small businesses is pretty much a bipartisan thing. And uh, and of all the different committees that I've seen, you know, in both the Senate and the House, uh, the, the small business committee in the House and the Senate's, you know, small business entrepreneurs, the people there work together pretty well and have a good relationship. It's just one of those areas that most people have common ground. So that's great to hear. And I am optimistic that um, we will see, you know, both pieces of those legislations move forward and become law. Okay, before I let you go, let's talk a little bit about Virginia and and small businesses. Um, you know, I, I was cruising through your, your Twitter account, which is a lot of fun and seeing like the activities that you're up to. You visited uh, just recently a place called Winchester Metals, I can't think of any better example of like a typical B2B small business. It's like exactly like my clients. Um, you know, I'm a CPA, so I have a lot of clients that are like that. So I'm curious to see like, you know, what did you see when you visited those guys? Um, what issues were they having? And and what were you, you know, again, as their congressman, what, what will you be doing for them once you're reelected in November? Well, it, it was a great visit to one of the small businesses in the district that uh, does custom metal work, but also does uh, sheet metal prep for uh, building infrastructures and other local construction initiatives around the Winchester area. Uh, and, and so getting to meet the employees, about 30 employees, and their biggest challenge is finding workers. Right now, the Shenandoah Valley yes. is, is blessed to have low unemployment, but it is a challenge for employers in the district across the board. It, it doesn't matter what industry you're in, uh, whether you're small or large, you're having trouble recruiting and retaining employees. And I think that's the case uh, around a lot of the country. But uh, this this business has innovated. Uh, they they have uh, several patents and uh, on some stoves that they've uh, that they manufacture and sell. So if you're tailgating at a at a football game, um, a way to uh, hitch up a, a, a certain type of charcoal burning stove to your tailgate, bring it in uh, on your truck and, and unhook it. And it's a great little project. They've, they've uh, innovated and are making money. And so uh, more power to them. We just want to help them when it comes to getting through this latest economy, the inflation that's um, challenging them. The supply chain seems to be pretty strong for, for their industry, so they're not having those issues, but it's the workforce issue that's really burdening them right now. 
you know, when it comes to workforce, and then I'll let you go. I, um, I'm, I'm not optimistic. You know, however these elections come out in November, Congressman, that we're going to have such a, a mandate of either party. It's, it seems like it's we're, we're probably destined for another two years of um, a very tightly split, you know, Congress. Um, one area that I, 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 I personally feel has some potential for bipartisanship movement. And would have such a dramatic impact on businesses that addresses the exact issue that you just brought up uh, is immigration reform, you know, and and, you know, because, again, you know, allowing immigrants uh, some path, more immigrants to become naturalized, to become legal um, would provide such a boost to a lot of businesses like the people at Winchester Metals, you know, would expand their ability to find workers for their business. I am kind of curious as your thoughts, and these are just your personal thoughts as to um, the, you know, the potential for some type of a bipartisan immigration reform legislation that could happen in this next Congress. Is that is that something you feel that could happen? And you know, what are your thoughts on that? It is, and and I think uh, I'm I'm a hopeful uh, representative. I, I always look on the positive side of things, and those conversations are happening. Um, but I think we have challenges on the legal and the illegal side. And the more that you can reform the legal immigration side, and I'm not talking necessarily about a path to citizenship. I'm more talking about just worker, uh, uh, temporary worker visas. Uh, the process is so um, it's burdensome for people from another country wanting to come in and work uh, that many uh, oftentimes will resort to trying to come in illegally or overstay their visas uh, and, and then they're in violation of the law. So by reforming the legal system and making it work more efficiently and, and um, qu quicker for those people who want to come in and uh, in a way that uh, helps them uh, contribute to their families and um, whether it's bring their family with them or keep them in their communities back home, uh, reforming that system will actually help reduce uh, the amount of illegal immigration that we that we have currently. We have um, a broken border that, that we really do need to come together to address. Uh, we need to reform our asylum laws because a lot of these people coming across our southern border particularly are seeking a better life. Um, escaping dire poverty and crime, neither of which is grounds for asylum. Uh, really, you have to be facing religious, ethnic persecution, a war, um, uh, some kind of, of crisis uh, of that vein to, to really get your asylum claim approved. And if we allow them the opportunity to apply for asylum back in their, back in their community or um, to have a, a more efficient and effective visa system back in their community where they can come in and talk about ways to get a visa to come up to work. Um, I think we go a long way towards solving the problems that you're talking about when it comes to our workforce. Great answer. Uh, Congressman Ben Klein is a Republican representing Virginia's sixth congressional district since 2019 and a significant supporter of small businesses, not only in his area, but also around the country. Congressman, thanks so much for joining me and talking. And I want to wish you best of luck in the upcoming election. Thanks so much. Have a great day. Do you have a topic or a guest that you would like to hear on Thrive? Please let us know. Visit payx.me forward slash thrive topics and send us your ideas or matters of interest. 
Also, if your business is looking to simplify your HR, payroll, benefits, or insurance services, see how Paychex can help. Visit the resource hub at paychex.com forward slash works. That's W-O-R-X. Paychex can help manage those complexities while you focus on all the ways you want your business to thrive. I'm your host, Gene Marks, and thanks for joining us. Till next time, take care. This podcast is property of Paychex Incorporated 2022, all rights reserved.